Mind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly for January 3rd, 2023. Tonight's scheduled guest, Lindenwood head coach, Rick Zombo. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com while you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Tuesday night, which means it is time for College Hockey West Weekly. It's our Tuesday night show. It's where it all started. Geez, five years ago now, just about. Uh, Paul Hornstein with me from Long Island, New York. Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, podcasting in a parking lot in Maricopa, Arizona, as I uh, make my way uh, back uh, to my home away from home, I should say, uh, here in Arizona, waiting on the uh, the big event uh, this weekend, the Desert Classic. Um, Paul, how are you in that palatial estate? Yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, <laughs> is, that, is that getting old? <laughs> yeah. Is it getting old yet? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but that's, you know, people can believe what they want. Um <laughs> I, 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 would, well, I, if they saw I me in the parking the lot, they would believe that. Well, I mean, listen, yeah, I can't help it. If you're on the road all the time, they tell the chauffeur <laughs> to find a place, a better place for you to stay. <laughs> I need a bus, man. I need a bus bad. Anyway, yeah, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, spent a little time at Arizona state today as the right. teams began to arrive. Michigan tech arrived. I think, uh, air force got there later this afternoon. Uh, not sure about Boston University yet, but the Big Desert Classic coming up. We'll get into that a little later. But there is a huge, huge event. I'm calling it a huge event. He'll he'll argue with me, I'm sure. But uh, right. the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, uh, Rick Zombo, is joining us. And it's a huge weekend for him because he's going back home. It's old home week in Grand Forks, North Dakota, uh, with snow, cold, wind, oh. ice, a little bit of everything. Coach Scott and Paul with you. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing well. Coach, um, this time of the year, you probably would have been better off being an ASU alum because 
it's a little warmer there than it is in your Grand Forks. Well, there's no question about that, Paul. I, I got new. We we've got that scheduled in February, so we're we're only a month off. We're looking forward to that trip, also. <laughs> coach, coach, when I when I ask you this right off the get go, and you look at the two records between your Lindenwood Lions and the North Dakota Fighting Hawks, I okay. I have to say Hawks, but they're really Sue. So anyway, um, when you look at those and you realize that you're only two wins apart, what does that what does that mean to you in, in the world of college hockey right now? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was coming. North Dakota is North Dakota, and Lindenwood is Lindenwood, and, and uh, we're fortunate to have five. We exceeded the outside uh, perception, <laughs> and uh, we just shoot for six. You know, it's like, no matter who we play, they're all outstanding teams on our schedule. So uh, it's special for me, of course. I mean, it's, uh, I left school early, so I didn't get my degree there. Um, But I did have the opportunity, and I've been trying to think of what year it was. When I I returned back to Grand Forks, uh, when I was done playing pro, and it was actually for the uh, World Juniors. And uh, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin were playing in that. So uh, I remember that well, it was, Coach. It, it was an unbelievable event. Unbelievable event. Couldn't, couldn't have been held held at a better place. But, no, I haven't been back. And, and I know uh, two weeks ago, so 1982, our team won a national title, and they had uh, the reunion for that class. So that was, right. I think it was two weeks ago up in Grand Forks. So I was part of the exchanges via text and, and, and email. And um, even though I wasn't present, I, I felt like I was part of it. Yeah, I hear you. I, now, I want to ask oh. you this because everybody understands what the Ralph is. Um, it, it's the Taj Mahal of college hockey. Have, have you talked to your guys yet about what to expect there or does that really matter? Uh, I wouldn't talk to them. You know, it, it is uh, the places that we've been, you know, Mariucci and Yost, um, 100 years. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, if the walls could talk, the amount of uh, stories you would have as far as <laughs> yeah. unbelievable, not only college players, but college programs. And, and then uh, uh, the Cole Center in Wisconsin is, that's better than a lot of American League programs. It, it's It's crazy. Um, when I say that at 17 Community Ice, it's very recruitable. It doesn't compare to the Ralph or, yeah, I mean, we just finished playing in the gut. Now that's, it's probably a brutal, <laughs> that's a brutal nickname, you know, right? Uh, but, but it is, there's so much character. It's outstanding. So it's the, the key is having good hockey programs and a very knowledgeable crowd that fills the seats. Uh, college hockey sells itself. But when you actually have the atmosphere and experience of a facility with knowledgeable fans, there's no better sport. Uh, Coach, you brought it up, and I I, I want to I, I we'll, we'll get to your series with uh, uh, I still call them the Sioux or not the Hawks or green and white team. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, 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 I get where it's coming from. Uh, our buddy Eddie Christian refuses to let us use that phrase, so, um, you know, we, 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 we uh, are on Eddie's side. Um, you mentioned the World Juniors. 
Yeah. Have you had a chance to watch any of that? And especially yesterday, as uh, you know, I know you were getting home from Vermont, and I'm not, you know, I don't know how hard it is to get. Challenging. Uh, Challenging. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's worse there or, 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 or Maine, but um, yeah. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of that yesterday? No, I have not. Okay. No. All right. I've seen I've seen a few of the highlights. Right. Um, but no, I mean it's all recorded, so I'll have an opportunity next week to watch it. But it, it, it's it's the greatest hockey players in that age group, all competing and having it either in the states or in Canada. There can't be another city that hosts it. it it's especially in Canada. It, it's like the biggest thing after Boxing Day for right. Canadians. Okay. So now as as you will sit down, and whenever you get a chance to watch those games, um, do you watch it? Even I assume you're watching it to maybe find some hidden gems and guys that haven't committed somewhere yet. Yeah, mo- most well, no, most of those okay. kids, most of those kids are are committed. Um, I like watching it because it's the NHL of the future. That that's what yes. I really like. Okay, uh, for Lindenwood. Um, it, it's not that it's, it's untouchable, right. um, but this is our first year. So we right. have to be real, you know what I mean? So we're still building a foundation that, you know, most of those players once, uh, if they're not playing college already, uh, won't spend their four years at school. Okay. You know, they're, they're in and out. Okay. I was just curious because I, I, I could sit there and, um, you know, I'm sitting there watching, and 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 I don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak. Um, uh, you know, I, I get to enjoy it as a fan, and I I very much did that Canadian Slovakian game last night. Um, I was just curious how a coach watches those games, whether you're watching it live or on some sort of uh, video. Um, how you react when you watch those games. So, Paul, Paul, I can tell you that all of my assistants are watching it. Like, right. they watch it. We talk about it. Right. Um, I watched, which was held in Cornwall, the Challenge Cup. Right. And, uh, you know, watch those. Okay. Um, you know, personally. But... Even to watch the Winter Classic, um, when the season starts, I'm, I'm really, really focused on who do we play next right. and my players. And then you have to mix in the recruiting. So we've almost wrapped up you know, our fall 23, right? but we're in the long game. And it's... Uh, Recruiting to me is extremely important. Um, so we spend a considerable amount of time on it. And, um, you know, with that, it's it's orchestrating uh, visits, you know, if necessary. It's uh, follow-ups. Uh, you know, it's it's not a phone call and say, here's your contract or the scholarship. You know, it's, 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 it's a long vetting process. And uh, so this is the – uh, 2002 is, is the birth year that hockey players will expire their tenure of playing juniors. Okay, so now you're in January. 
So not only do you have junior coaches, players, representation of players, um, really digging in to get the message out to schools. You know, what are you looking for? Is it? Um, so, of course, you feel those. Um, but um, we've got our eyes set on a, a few players that that takes up most of our interest. You know, and and, uh, and I said it, you know, when we started the season, we'd be losing uh, due to our travel at least one day of practice. And mm-hmm. um, it's not good, especially at this time. At, at this time, everybody's better. Everybody's getting better. Uh, benches are shortening. Um, you know, maybe in the first half there's experimentation. Uh, but right now it's... You know, it's a quick sprint for two months. So things are really solidified, and uh, teams are much better. Coach, tell us a little bit about this last weekend at the gut, if you will. Um, Vermont is a program that's, that's, you know, been around. It's had some success. Um, they recruit well. They have good, strong players. And, and yet you guys went in there and split with them. Um, and that, that that Saturday night game was pretty nice. It was uh, a 3-2, 3-2 victory, right, in overtime? Yeah, they're all they're all fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> hockey in person for me is way better than I'm watching on film. So I've watched enough film on Woodcroft's team, and I mean it was good. I I, I rarely look at the records. You know, uh, we go a few weekends in advance as far as our pre scout and tendencies. Um, but not to get on the ice. I, I think it was probably the only team, probably height and weight wise, you know, that match us. Um, oh, and on top of it, probably age wise, it, it was a mature team. You know, we're one of the, I don't know, top 10 oldest teams, you know, which only in numbers, you know, it doesn't do anything. Like it's experience, it's all about experience. But, right. You know what I mean? If you want to play Moneyball and, and talk about that thing. Uh, but they are uh, really good. And even having school out for Christmas break, they had an unbelievable attendance. So to come in and, and, and see uh, the support that they get, it's like, oh, my. I mean, it's it's a classic rink that's fantastic. Okay, so you led me into that because I was going to ask you that. Uh, with your your success, you already said you've out uh, outperformed many people's expectations this year. But what's it been like back in Lindenwood? Because I think you guys do a fantastic job of promoting your program and on social media, and I keep track of it obviously uh, that way as well. But uh, what's the buzz been now that you're seeing some wins? You played some storied programs, and and you're able your guys are able to see. Uh, the true feeling of college hockey. What's it been like coming back to, uh, to Centene? Well, our guys are welcome back. Uh, the sports that are playing during Christmas break, you know, they, they advertise uh, during the basketball games and the volleyball games. Um, it, it's fine. The, the difference, Paul and Scott, is like when I leave a, a hockey hotbed, everybody's talking Lindenwood. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and and just because my passion and my employment is hockey, I can't go in a grocery store and, and start saying, 
oh, did you hear or, or don't you know? You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> first, first I'm humble. Um, but, but I know the, the right people are watching. Like um, it, it's helping uh, when it, when it comes to recruiting, like blue chip players that, you know, that are getting a tremendous amount of interest are picking up the phone and answering and inquiring. And, and when we talk to players, they've done their homework, uh, coaches, um, names out of the past I either played with, played against. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. The, the hockey buzz is really unbelievable. And it's hard for me even to come back. Like I had meetings on, on campus, you know, to express to the athletic director, you want to hear about this. I could go on for hours. You want to hear about this, you know, but the 30 minutes that I have, you know, we get in, into the business. You follow me? So, um, it takes time, you know, it's, uh, we're just reviewing our schedule, you know, for 23, 24. And it's right. amazing, but you know, what we got going in 24, uh, the teams we got coming in, it's just everything of, Anybody that is remotely close to Lindenwood hockey is overwhelmed and excited for us. All right, so the, you only have thirty minutes with the athletic director. You have a few more minutes than that with us. Can you yes. give it? You want to give us an? <laughs> you want to give us an example of one of those stories? Because we'll take them. We like that stuff. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know it's. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes you right. go away feeling like mush. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of it, well, most of it anyway, is is always about the dollar, right? Right. It's all always about the budget. So even though you know I watched your game and your suit looked great and your team performed well, <laughs> oh by the way, and that, you know what I mean. So it's supposed to soften you up. You come in. It's no different than a player coming in the coach's room. You have the defenses ready, right? And then you're going, okay, don't don't drop your guard yet. Well, oh, this is just a social call. Uh, it's you know, you have a lot of meetings with right. administrative people on campus right. as far as head coaches go, and more than I would like, and way more than I ever expected. <laughs> so it, you know, it, it seems that. Um, I know it's part of the territory. Right. Uh, well, no, I'm asking about, you know, you're sitting there and saying you're getting this reception from the hockey community yeah. um, as you travel around the country uh, doing your uh, initiate, you know, your, the, the basically it's like, uh, you know, you got to pay your dues because, you know, sure. everybody's got to go on the road to start and, you know, sure. you'll get more home games next year. But I'm, I'm talking about those kinds of, uh, you know, an example of that as, as you know, somebody coming up to you and say, hey, I wasn't expecting this, and you gave me that. Well, here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. So, so you come in, and, and you, you talk to the opponent's head coach, and ooh, ah, you guys got a really good team. Well, they watch all your film. Right. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, the better relationship you have, uh, you could read whether he's playing possum or not. You know, the saying right. is, don't say anything that will go up on their erase board. Then on the other side, you know, do you do you flatter them where they drop their guard down? You know, when you we have a relationship for people, it, it's respect, and you're doing very well. You uh, you both know the, the film is going on. Um, 
coaches don't say, how do you do it? Or what did you do against them that made you so successful? Um, because there's a pride factor, you know, to it. Right. Um, uh, coaches that are not opponents want to know, how are you doing it? And it's, it's funny because um, I say I could do this in my sleep, and it right. doesn't mean that I'm bored at it. But I guarantee a plumber doesn't have a leaky faucet, you know. Like, <laughs> like when you know what you're doing, it it, it just it, it just happens, right? Yeah. And w- when you're fueled like I am, and surround myself with challenging assistant coaches that have way better skills than I do at what they do, um, it's it's a team, and I'm I'm not living the Pittsburgh Pirates of the '70s. Uh, everybody gets along. And it's, and it's funny because I guarantee you, you and I, my dressing room, before the games even started this season, I guarantee you I had 26 guys as nervous as hell. Had right. no idea what the expectations were. Probably didn't give us a chance. Right. And it's, it's you know, kudos to me. I, I sell the invisible and we prove every day. And um and eventually you pick up another player, okay? To think that we got 26 guys that are on top of their game or really believing in themselves, no. Um, but it's funny. It, if you do the grind through the day, tomorrow's another day. You just got to get to the next day. Right. And and that's pretty much what we do. The, I am always harder on my guys after a win. So I've been really soft. I've been, I've been really soft this year. Okay? So, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's only five. <laughs> Coach, I got to tell you something because I had a chance to talk with Coach Powers today um, at his media availability, and uh, I asked him about uh, a rivalry developing between him and, and Michigan tech. And he looked at me and he said, um, I said, I don't know what to call the rivalry because they're way up there and you're way down here and you're not in a conference. And he goes, well, maybe the rivalry started when Joey and I got in a little scrap on the ice up in his, up in his building. I remember <laughs> so, that. Yes. So, yeah, we all do. so my, my question to you is, um, is that how things are going to go with you and coach powers too? When you start a rivalry is maybe you have to scrap it a little bit on the ice first. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> you know, it, so, I, so, you know, um, gosh, uh, we're at the blues game when Toronto come and visit, I think it's on the 27th. And their coach got fired, fined uh, twenty five grand because he was yelling. <laughs> I was like that was nothing. As a matter of fact, it sparked the team. It was worth the twenty five, you know, thousand dollar fine. You you need you, like as long as it's not theatrics, the players have to know that you're in the fight as they are. Okay, right. so there is something about respect and tradition, um, but it is a very combative game and most important the players know that you're in the fight as they are so joey shaw and empowers having her deal um you know it's it's, it's 
It's like two brothers fighting, right? It starts, it starts yes. with a push, then it's a push, then it's a shove, then then the fingers clench. You know what I mean? That's I'm uh, sure that's what happened there. <laughs> and then it's over with. Uh, so I got to ask you, um, I, you know, I see North Dakota players all over. I talked to Rocco Grimaldi, did a little interview with him um, in uh, in San Diego. And the other night I'm in Tucson right before Christmas, and I run into Tony Herkus uh, scouting for the uh, – the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's like North Dakota's everywhere. And I asked Rocco, I said, Rocco, uh, do we classify you as a fighting Sioux or a Hawk? And he said, no, no, I'm a Sioux. I'll always be a Sioux. But he was telling me stories like you can uh, about um, being part of fighting Sioux hockey in North Dakota. And I, I got to go back to this question again, too, because I think when your players get there to, to Grand Forks and to the Ralph, if they're not in awe, at least for the first couple of minutes, because you've been everywhere, but you haven't been to the Ralph yet with these guys, and, and it's different, Coach. You know it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is. I mean, it's an honor to say that you play for the Fighting Sioux. You go to North Dakota for an unbelievable opportunity to win a national title and also develop the pedigree to go earn a paycheck. That's why you go there. Uh and that blueprint has not changed. Um, and every team that you play against, uh, you're going to get their A game. So uh, it's not only great hockey, but it's great for the development of, of both teams to play. And again, it becomes another opportunity. Like we don't go sightseeing, you know. So um, to get enamored with their digs or their tradition, it, it should strictly be respect opponent where we have no reason, nor would I allow us to disrespect an opponent. So just respect them and go win that puck. Well, I, I would imagine that, and, and, and like I said, I, I could be wrong with this because I, I, I've never done it. So, but you can only say that so much. You have to get through those first few minutes because the building is different than most of the buildings you play in. And that's got to take an adjustment. You know, you can practice there, but that's not the same thing as playing in front of 15,000. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I could be wrong. I, I don't well, know. Yeah. I'm, everybody's affected differently. Okay, so like it, it's it's funny. I mean, I've got guys that are watching the game. I mean, somebody will skate right past them in front of the bench, and they probably won't see it because they're looking at the jumbotron. You know, the, the, there's the amenities and where this sport is going. Um, this is all new for my guys, right? And, and and it's it's not the disem. It's actually fresh. Okay, but to be able to so the wins start in practice. Right. It's how you practice. Okay. So my my uh, thought is, so I run it like an academic calendar. Monday to Thursday, or this week's going to be Monday to Wednesday. That is where you learn it. Okay. Then then the application or taking a quiz or test comes on the weekends. It's game time. To think that I'm really. Um, uh, a puppeteer on the players? No. I, I'm trying to establish uh, consistency and confidence before we even get there in us. Okay. Um, 
talent-wise, I don't care who we play, doesn't match up. However, team-wise, that's what I demand. And whether it be uh, the grocery stick between the forwards and the D, you got to make certain yeah, that you're aware of the game, you watch the clock, not for the jumbotron, but to understand the, not just the minutes, but the moments that are happening in those minutes, okay? So whether you're playing or not, you have to focus for 60 minutes. It's tough for these kids to do that. And I'm a little light how I present that information. However, they they understand me now. I feel that I'm actually really easy to play for if you're focused. So to, to, to always say mistakes are part of it, you can make mistakes. I'm watching how you respond to it. But, but I, I, I can't adjust their focus other than slapping upside the head. You know, like volume nowadays. Well, yeah, people can't see it, but I actually <laughs> kicked the back of their pants. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a difference. You know, like football, they, they throw the, the game sheet in front of their mouth like somebody's stealing their words. You know, I, I'm hiding a slap upside the head and actually kicking their pants. No, it's, it's – uh, Communication really establishes confidence from, and the players have to know that I trust them. You know what I mean? So I'm constantly saying something. It might be a bad joke. It might be something funny that happens. Um, but like, <clears throat> I yell at my guys, not at hockey mistakes, but right. if we break a stick and nobody on the bench is, is telling our equipment manager that there's a broken stick or whose stick broke, you're not paying attention. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's no different than missing a line change. You got to know who's up. There's only two people you got to talk to. If you're a centerman, you talk to the guy on the right, you talk to the, le to the left. The, the D guys, you only got to talk to one. And then on the ice, you just watch one person. How do you miss a line change? You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's good stuff. So, so I got to get, I have to get the focus. And the focus is really important because what happens is when you get, get caught up in the emotion, now all of a sudden you're not registering. So, like you're saying, talking about 14, 15,000 fans, you want to get caught up in that. Uh, you better stop digging your ditch. Right. If you want to quiet 14,000 fans, and use that for motivation because you can't handle the noise, then don't get behind. Yeah, <laughs> like I, it's, it's not complicated. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, listen, I get that too. I, yeah. you know, I, but sometimes, you know, I'm, I, I'm sitting there here as a, an observer and, you know, like I said, I can only guess, you know, even if it's an educated guess, what goes through heads? Because I've never been in this situation, so I have to ask these questions. Paul, I understand. Paul, we could lose the game in the first five minutes. Like, yeah, I know. Even, sure. I mean, we could get blown out of the water in the first five minutes, sure. and then we got to spend there sitting, you know, on the bench for fifty minutes, going, "How do you speed the clock up? Get me out of here!" <laughs> you know, and, and then me having probably uh, more acquaintances in the stands than my players. Right. I've got to answer to them, you know. Um, so 
<clears throat> but but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that card on my guys. Like no, this no. is this is the biggest weekend for Code Zombo. This is why. No, I got news for it. My guys know, and I don't have to say it. I mean, we're we're actually that close. You know what I mean? Like sure. Uh, we we they they know who's starting when we go on the road um, because I think it's very important that uh, when when you have family and friends in attendance a- acknowledging and recognizing um, your accomplishments, one shift ain't going to make a difference. You know, you might as well start instead of right. having everybody wait for one, two, three, four. Or is he out yet? Where you know, um, no. Well, I, I get that, and my players get it. Trust nice. me. Yeah. Uh, now, here's a, it's kind of a, a, a team question. Uh, is, a, is a metaphor, just so people can kind of, you know, so I can kind of gauge. Um, when you started the season, you know, it's almost like the little infant, you know, and you, you're, you're measuring the growth chart. People, you know, make little markings on the wall. Today, somebody did this. You know, they're they're – you're two feet tall, two feet, two inches, you know, as, as the kid grows, um, kind of like the, you have to crawl, then you walk, et cetera. Sure. Um, where compared to where you thought you guys would be now, uh, are you running yet? Are you walking or just getting to walk now or, or are you somewhere in between? Um, you're not talking about, routine. you're not talking about, you're not talking about our record. Our, no, our no, record, no, okay. no, 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 okay. no, 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 our, no. Our record's not adjusting how we're coaching. Okay. So no, no, I get that. Yeah. Right now we're running. Okay. We're running. All right. And, and, and it's funny because I want to make certain that everybody's ready for that race, but, but we're right. running. Right. Okay. And so every Monday I ask my staff, can we add more? Okay. Can we add more? And, and <clears throat> there, there, there are times through the process where we're like, yes, we can. And then after the weekend's over with, we forgot the lessons from the week before. Okay, right. so it it has been uh, we want to stack, not wet the bottom of our knowledge bag. Okay, we, we want to stack. That's how you get better. Add right. more, add more. However, if you're a player that's uncomfortable with more, come talk to us, and and, and then um, you got you got to grade it back a little bit for that player just so that he doesn't refrain from the rest. We find that a lot with healthy scratches or players that, that, that don't go on a trip. For me, I think the retention of an athlete is far superior in the course of the game than in practice. So I coach during the game. That's what I do because I, I think it is very valued time as far as retention goes. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I see – like I, <clears throat> there's game shape and practice shape. I know the, guy, the healthy scratches are not in – as good a shape as guys that have really competed, whether you play 12 minutes or 20 minutes, they're, they're not in that kind of shape. So I get that physically. They're missing more of the educational um, input that I provide. And that really puts them behind. That really puts them behind. So they have to really accelerate and it puts a lot of pressure on my assistant coaches to spend more time with them. But right now as a team, we're running. Okay. So, um, from adjustments on PK, those are those are happening. Be, uh, or or power play, uh, any of the tactics. Okay, so right. so it's all about about concepts. Concepts are, are are most important to me than systems. They have to know the concepts. So uh, 
uh, sports people say it's the fundamentals, right? That that team's right. really good in the fundamentals. When somebody says your team is fundamentally sound, I go, thank you very much. That's all we do is just fundamentals. Uh, the concepts is how, how you apply those fundamentals. So after that, I'm easy to play for because I say mistakes are part of it. Okay, so you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And you, you'd be amazed at when the perception uh, to a player has far more leniency um, to play. They not only perform better because they're not restricted and getting barked at, mm-hmm. but also probably more so their feelings or their DNA is not being offended. You know, like <clears throat> you could look in the mirror and and I still see a 30-year-old just like a rotten buck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These players are the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they see so that that's why when we spend so much time learning our guys and exposing ourselves, which as coaches go, so that they will feel comfortable. We have a good time because we're in it together. Like when you ask about girlfriends and homework and car and and Christmas presents, it's actually a relief to them because a lot of coaches in their history just talk hockey. And I, I, I don't think it's fair because, in my opinion, this is a sport, but they're also real people. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just my personality and my staff around me. That's what we do. We have a good time. We you come to the rink, you got to have a good time. We have a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let me peel back the onion, uh, pull back the curtain, do a little something here. Uh, two two weeks ago tonight, um, I'm watching an AHL game uh, in uh, Coachella Valley, uh, Palm Springs, California, yep. and I get a text message, and it's from Rick Zombo. And I'm yep. not going to go into the details because our stuff is private, but there's one thing that caught me, Coach. Um, you sent – in this message, and I'm going to read it if, with your permission. I, I'm sure you'll I know, be okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you said, 10 minutes after the game, my guys did not start to take their equipment off. Yep. My same visual after being eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. To me, Coach, and I told Paul this right after you texted it to me, I said, that is growth in Lindenwood Lions hockey. Congratulations. Because if you've gotten that already – and uh, you say you're running now, um, man, that, that's really something. And to me, that tells you the foundation is, is pretty firm right now. Okay, so what people don't know, you're talking about our game games in Denver. So in Denver on, yeah. on Saturday, so Friday was a high-profile game, TSN on Canada, high-profile. Uh, we lose that game five cop, and my guys are actually very discouraged because they didn't feel the score really indicated – uh, how well we thought we played. And they were challenged uh, Saturday morning, uh, challenged with not only adjustments, uh, but I asked them for more. And we got better as the game was going on. We are down uh, Saturday 4-2 going into the third. Um, and, I, and I challenged them again. As a matter of fact, when they came to the bench – where all the water bottles were, were sitting, 
uh, I had placed intentionally our face-off set and also um, our, our pull goalie play. So it just happened to fall in my pocket next to the water bottles. Okay, we're down two. Okay, we're down two. Um, it's a it's a four four game, and we're well actually in the second period, uh, we we forced them to five or six icings against Denver. That's actually really good. Like that's, that's right. that is like, really that's good. incredible. Okay, yeah. And, and one of them they scored two hundred feet um, uh, off a D zone faceoff. So. <clears throat> So we're down 4-2, and now we're coming, and now we're coming. And it's 4-4 game, and they scored with uh, two minutes and 30 seconds. So anyway, anyway, um, we're trying to get the puck down to there. We had 20 seconds. We went to face up. We got two cracks at it around their crease, and we lost to an absolutely amazing team. Okay? So I never – talk to my players after the game. I'm a firm believer that that dressing room is the player's dressing room. Okay. And whether we win or lose, and they know that, uh, and I always wait till the next day to express how proud I am of them. So it's, it's about a eh, 30 yard walk from the back of the bench to the coach's room. And assistant said, this would be a perfect opportunity uh, for you to go talk to the players. Well, in those 30 yards, guys, the, the, the thoughts, like I was just focused, we're going to win this game, for, and, and, and making certain the guys were prepared. And, you know, so I thought about in 30 yards, what the hell would have happened to my world and Lindenwood Hockey's world if we would have won, if we would have beat the number one team in the country? And then it went to, if we would have tied, what that my my coaching world in Lindawood men's hockey would have been upside down on a tie. Then you fall into, well, that's a moral victory, which is bullshit talk. <laughs> so sitting down, I really had to control my emotions. My joy for my guys was unreal, which is hard. <clears throat> There's victories more than the score, okay? Right. And I, I'm I'm like the 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 general pattern of my guys, but they also know that I'm emotional, and I'm like, oh, like I can't be a blumbering idiot, right? So it was about ten minutes. So I walked down, uh, and I was going to express how proud I was, you know, of the players, you know, uh, man, they had their gloves and helmets off around the whole. That's all they had off, and and I was like. Holy shit. These kids are really believing. Like, they are really, really let down. So I did, you know, my normal mumble and congrats. Let's wrap this up and get the hell out. Uh, <laughs> as I come around the corner, there was a referee waiting for me. He intentionally wanted to cut me off and tell me what a good team that we have. He said, Coach, I just want to make a point. You guys got a really good team. And I, and I now I'm almost like in a sprint <laughs> to go tell my coaches, you won't believe what I just saw in our room. And you, you know what I mean? Like every everybody like blinks and they'll air out dirty laundry. To really say something good and positive, 
this official did, and he didn't have to. And I was like, damn. Something, something's happening here, you know. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I mean, you know, everybody who listens to us on a regular basis knows where 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 my heart is. But I got to tell you, that might have been the most emotional game that I watched that wasn't an ASU game this year. As as I, I just, you know, myself and 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 you know, and I'm and and I don't have. I'm going to second that. I'm going to second it. Was, it. It was it's it's it was probably the hardest I've rooted for anybody, and this is no disrespect to Denver, obviously. No, no. but you know, the, you know, everybody loves the underdog, and there was no question, and 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 there was probably forget the last twenty seconds, you guys probably had a, a half a dozen decent chances in that last two and a half minutes to tie the game. We we did, we did. You, you know, know it, it is. Uh... To really say that it was a complete game for for us, it was a complete game, you know. And, and you, so after that five nothing game, my players did everything that I asked them to do. I was very content with it. Now the outside world goes, oh, you know, look at the shot, you know, differential, and and look at look at the score, and we got ass whooped. Well. Okay, but I'm telling you, my guys did everything that I asked. And then to go to the whip on the guys again, each period go to the whip, and they never backed down. It was unreal. No, I like I said, I, 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 I think that was – I know you guys had the wins against Army on the road, um, but I really do think that that, that, fought, that loss – uh, on the Saturday night was kind of the an announcement, the the coming out party for your program because I think, uh, you know, for people on the outside looking in, I think you guys got a lot of respect that night, earned a lot of respect that night. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. It is – it's so hard to get a win in college hockey. It's so hard. And um, there is an awful lot of time and investment that all coaches put into their programs. For me, it's just the investment that my players put in and the trust that they offer us to date. I mean, you know, we, we could tank from here on out, but I haven't seen any indication of it. Right. Um, and we knew every team that we play is really, really good. And... Uh, but it's hockey. It's you know what I mean. Like there's one puck and, and a, a a ton of adversities. So, coach, and I'll 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 reiterate what I heard from uh, from Denver people and and other people around that saw that game as well. They're going like, man, what an improvement Linwood made from the the time that they came to Denver to to open up the exhibition season last year. And I'm going like, yeah, you thought that wasn't going to happen because uh, from what I know. Uh, that game would never happen again as long as Rick Zombo is the coach. So congratulations on that. Now, I want to tell you this, too, because this weekend I, I watched uh, Arizona State, uh, a depleted team. I mean, they're down six, seven guys. Um, and one of the growth things that I saw, and you tell me if you're seeing this in your team as well, but um, they were playing BC on Saturday night. It was uh, a 2-1 game, and there was a, a penalty taken, uh 
desperation penalty um, when they were they had a sixth attacker and the Arizona State kid went to the box. There was nine seconds to go. Um, and you could see BC was thinking, hey, all we need is one win of a faceoff and, and get some pucks on net and, and we can tie this thing up. And instead, um, Josh Doan wins a faceoff right back into the corner and uh, one of their uh, Arizona State defensemen gets on it and uh, locks it up against the boards. And for nine seconds, BC is so frustrated that they can't get that puck out that they're literally going crazy. And and I told Coach Powers afterwards, I said, you know, to me that shows maturity and growth in your team because you knew how to close a game out. You knew if you won that faceoff into the corner and could freeze it on the boards, there was no way they were going to get an opportunity. And uh, BC was so frustrated that there was a little skirmish, skirmish after the game because of uh, that tactic. But are you starting to see that in your guys too, where they, they realize, okay, this is how we close out games when we can. Um, <laughs> uh, well, our, our game is down by the wire, you know, Vermont, you know, the one that we right. won, yep. you know, it was, it was overtime. Yep. So that's not closing anything out. Um, <laughs> We haven't been in that situation enough to say that we know how to close games out. Okay. Uh, to clamshell a game takes a lot of guts. Like you really, you know, it's not necessarily how that defenseman did it to shut a team down. Everybody's got to be willing to fall on that hand grenade. Okay. So yeah, it becomes frustrating for BC as it did. Um, but, but realistically, when you're only talking about uh, a few seconds and you've invested everything in a 60-minute game, I don't think it's asking a lot, okay? So looking at my team as, as far as the growth goes, um, it's acknowledging the ebbs and flows of the momentum. So you got to know when you go out there, okay? And, and the biggest adjustment um, is the mental process that, that, that I try to help my players with because – so much is into their own performance. So when things aren't going good, not all the way to a slump, but you know, you're, 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 you just don't have that Madonna Jersey feel, you know what I mean? Like you just not like, it's just not flapping behind you and you, the puck comes to you. There's a lot of uh, times in a game where it's a grind, but, but if you're focused on what's necessary for us, it has a way of taking the pressure off of your doldrums, and that's another way to live to get to your to get to your other shift. So when you're when you're talking about uh, the momentums, it, it's just not hearing that your line's going over the boards. You shouldn't hear from me, me programming your responsibilities or what you need to do. We're at that point now. Okay, so when you ask, are we running? We're running now where I don't have to program them as far as the responsibilities of why they're going over to the boards, okay? Now, if they miss the concepts that are necessary for the team, then it gets addressed when they come back. Not the mis not the, tat uh, the tactical or the uh, uh, technical skill failure. Those happen all the time. It, it, it's acknowledgement of what's necessary for us. So you're talking about closing the game out in, in the final periods. We talk about what's needed 
in the momentum part of the game. That makes sense. Like I yell at guys yeah, for icing. Totally. I yell. I yell at guys for icing, and they're like, "Coach, well, it's, it's an icing." And oh shit, he, you know, he should have got it. Um, well, to cl- to clamshell a game in nine seconds for a win is no different to me than doing a Superman to touch a puck on a bad pass so we don't get an icing. That's what they're starting to understand. Why do coaches lose it? It's an icing. You know, well, that's what, so that's what I mean by, by running. My guys are, my guys are running now. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, it's always great having you on. Go up to North Dakota, do something special up there, and uh, and let's talk again soon, okay? Yeah, no, I appreciate <laughs> it. I might have to take a walk around the lobby and, and see if there's any Zombo memorabilia. I've had a lot of people reaching out. Like I said, I, I told you, the 82, he won nationals. Uh, I, I, I just had a Facebook friend that has the program from that game. I was beating the Badgers. Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, my calendar is going to be full when I get up there. Um, but but I also know. Um, you mentioned Eddie. Eddie hasn't got me on his on his radio. Yeah, show I was going to ask you that. Has he has oh, he got you on God. yet? I, you know, I, I I even tried to you know passively aggressive. Uh, Happy New Year, Eddie. You know, try to get a conversation going. Oh, but and you know what he said? He goes, "Hey, it's my birthday. Maybe we'll go out." I said, "Okay." Well, <laughs> there's only one of us, Coach, that's been on that program, and it ain't you and I. Put it that way. Well, you know what? Like you guys, you know this. You you are such great advocates for college hockey, and you know it inside and out. It, it's it's so easy to talk to people like you guys. Eddie's the same. We appreciate that. We yeah. appreciate that. Um, you gonna go to the Red Pepper? Oh Jesus! I I didn't even go there when I was drunk. <laughs> when I was a college kid, I didn't go there when I was drunk. You know why? Because I I left with a woman. <laughs> I I always uh, had a dance partner. I didn't have to go to the Red Pepper. Uh, I'm not even gonna. I don't. E- I'm not even gonna touch any of this. I'm I'm just gonna sit back and I'll just let you. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> well, you'll know. Hey. Right, Paul, when we when we go to Long Island, you'll see I'm great for radio. <laughs> hey, That's hey! Speaking of too. that, speaking of that, give give uh, Terry the producer a little shout out. She's been photoshopping you, I think, on our ads that we put out afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would hope so. You know, now we got these filters. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I got catfish. Maybe Terry's catfishing me. <laughs> she said, I, I asked her today, I said, are you uh, photoshopping Coach Zombo? <laughs> He's uh, never looked this good. Surprise. <laughs> no wonder why I'm getting so many likes. There you go. There you go. Oh, awesome. Have a All safe right, trip up there. Are you guys busting it or flying? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Our, I just know that our flight got canceled on the way back. Oh, so. oh, it's, it's, everything about this is a nightmare. <laughs> we'll get up there. Go out there and do some work, okay, Coach? Uh, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much for visiting. You bet. Thanks, Coach. Bye.
That's the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, Rick Zombo, on his way to North Dakota to take on the Fighting Sioux slash Hawks. Uh, I can't just go Hawks all the time, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, so anyway, Coach Zombo on his way up there. We thank him for visiting with us. Paul and I are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Weekly. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent... That's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. I don't know how we follow up that great conversation, but Scott Strandy with you tonight in Maricopa, Arizona. My longtime co-host out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Uh, Paul, how in the world do we follow up something like that? I mean, he is the absolute best. Well, it's and listen. He taught me something. <laughs> well, I, listen. I, he teaches us something every I, time I he's well, on. Well, he used a phrase I'd never heard before. That was? Clamshell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard that before. So yep. Yep. I got a vocabulary lesson. Nice. Nice. I'm glad. So, <laughs> I mean, well, it, 
kudos to Arizona State, Ethan Schmaggy, because that was a clamshell at its finest uh, for nine seconds. I know it's nine seconds, but still, Boston College had every thought in their mind that they were going to win a draw, get at least one shot, maybe a rebound, and maybe tie that thing up. They thought nine seconds was an eternity. And when they couldn't get it off the boards because they were in a clamshell, um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, – that's a growth. That's a growth in a program. And Coach Powers likes to tell me all the time about the, the Blue Blood uh, historic teams that are coming uh, to play them now. And it won't be long till those teams are going to be headed to Lindenwood as well. Well, yeah, I mean, I hope so for a lot of different reasons because that's the only way the game's going to get bigger is – and I get it, you know, it's it's – you know, college football and college basketball kind of work that or have worked that way a little bit. You know, if um, sometimes you got to give a two for one on home games or home appearances to get a a, a big time team to to come play. Um, I don't know if if it's quite that way anymore, but um, you know, the, just like you know, schools are coming out to mullet now. School's got to go to got to go to Centene and got to go to St. Louis and 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 show up on that in that rink and you know uh, people know the names even if they don't know the names of the players. Yeah, and you know St. Louis is a great hockey community, great hockey city, and uh, yeah. it won't be long until this program is uh is drawing very very well uh i think a, a ticket at centene in in 2025 or 2024 even is going to be really really hard to get because this team is playing so well right now right out of the shoots and they're only going to get better i mean i've already right. marked my calendar for to watch them play out here in arizona because i i got to be back for that uh right. that weekend because it's uh that that's uh that's going to be a real good hockey series. And when I look down at our list, Paul, of our seven teams, man, oh man, I couldn't be more proud of all seven teams that are in our coverage area uh, and the job that they've done. And people say, yeah, but they're independents. BS. They're hockey teams. They're college hockey teams and they're yeah. good college hockey teams. Um, some of them just don't have a conference yet, but that's not right. their fault. That's, no, it's uh, not. And, and... That, that's the, the birth of, or the, situation that college hockey finds itself in yeah well we'll get into that next week because um uh, they came out today with some recommendations and uh, i believe that next week the transformation committee is going to vote on some of these things and um i'm sure that you know when i get a chance to look at it a little deeper um and we get a chance to talk to some people that um uh, you know, we'll see the direction that it, it, it sends college hockey. I hope it's the right direction. Um, uh, I, I haven't think, looked at it yet. I, but, I think, uh, like I said, I haven't really had a chance to like really get in depth, but I think because basically um, one of the things that the, the recommendations were is that, you know, the sport should, each sport should have its kind of its own executive committee, so to speak. So I think that's a good thing for college hockey. Yeah, they need a czar. Oh, yeah. Well, look at that. <laughs> we know where we can get one. 
yeah, we just have to get, we have to get him to accept that role because I think right now he's pretty happy where he is. We'll find out tomorrow and Thursday yeah. when I get a chance to visit with the the one and only Frank Saratori. But I, I want to close things up by saying uh, the Desert Classic is upon us. Uh, the teams are if they're not here now, all of them they will be here very soon. And uh, Tempe, Arizona, if you're not coming out to uh, to watch some great college hockey, you are missing a great opportunity because that this is and i asked coach powers this i don't know if you've seen the the uh four minutes i did with him today I paul i had a chance to do that yet. but i asked him i said afternoon. i asked him i said did you uh when you picked the teams for this did you have some sort of idea what you wanted or uh, was it kind of who was available to come out and play and he goes no he says a little of both but he said uh we wanted to make sure we had teams from different conferences so that it wouldn't be a team that they play regularly. So right. uh, that's how we went. And then, of course, he said it was also uh, a combination of teams that could fit it into their schedule. And uh, he's very, very proud of the fact that this year they will have played um, a lot of Blue Bloods, and he's hoping um, uh, hoping a lot <laughs> that things work out where that no disrespect to the other two teams, but he would really like to have his team play Boston University um, on Saturday night. We know the first game is going to be Boston University I and Air Force. Yeah, we can't. We can't. And we know Michigan. Well, I normally wouldn't even go there, but he went there. No, Coach I, went I, there I, with me, and you'll yeah, hear him well, say it. So I, I get it because they've played BU a bunch, and Ole's played it in Boston. Yep. And haven't had a chance to play them at home. Well, they played um, them. They played them at home. They played BU at home. Yeah, I know. In, in Oceanside. I don't, don't, don't ever kid me in that. I remember that because I remember those guys that were on that team and how they disrespected Oceanside because I was sitting right there as they walked underneath me. And uh, I don't I can, doubt that either. So I can I give mean, you some, some quality players who said some pretty nasty things about having to come play at Oceanside. So uh, listen, I get that. I understand. But you know, that, that, that was eons ago, mm, you know, four years. All right, still, you know, um, still a while ago, you know, um, you know, you 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 do what you got to do, um, and you go from there. I I don't I have to, you know, take a look here and 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 figure it out. But you know, um, you know, a lot of people did that that disrespected Oceanside. So, I mean, actually, that wasn't new. No, I, I get it. But um, what I'm saying is they've been here before, but they haven't been here to play um, at Mullet. So, yeah, well, well that'll was... be this uh, that'll be this weekend. Uh, again, those four teams, Air Force, Boston University, Michigan Tech and Arizona State, the four teams, the four combatants. Paul and I will be doing uh, three special podcasts. We'll do a uh, preview show on Thursday night. Um, we will do a Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, which is what time Eastern, Paul? Uh, that's 3 o'clock, assuming I'm awake at that point. I don't know. <laughs> In the middle of the afternoon? What are you going to do, take a nap, Grandpa? Yeah, well, that's, I'm old. <laughs> and then, of course, um, and Alex Coyle today, when I was visiting with him, had a really good chuckle out of this. I said, we are doing a, a podcast Saturday night at 10 p.m. Mountain Time, so I said Paul will be on the midnight hour. And he said, oh, that's great. I love it. That's good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good for me when I was Alex's age. <laughs> anyway, so uh, 
so that's our plans for the weekend. Um, we will, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be exciting hockey, no matter what, uh, you know, when the season started, Paul, you and I talked about with me being in Denver, we said, you know, will I even get to mullet or how many times will I get to mullet? Well, this weekend will mean that I've seen every game at mullet so far. Um, oh. and I haven't missed one because the matchups have been there, you know, I mean, and circumstances. Uh, yeah, it, well, yeah. And it's hard to, it's hard to be everywhere, as you know, but that yeah. I haven't missed a matchup, uh, here because, you know, I haven't gone to a game, I should say, and said, yeah, so-and-so. No, all of them had really good reasons and matchups, and um, it, that just continues. And, and I'm dying to see Lindenwood because uh, I haven't fairly or unfairly been able to watch Lindenwood right. much this year. I saw him the very first game of the year, and then I've had to watch an awful lot of uh, streaming of, of Lindenwood hockey. But, yeah, um, well, I've done that too, so. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, you get to all kinds of home games. Huh? Yeah, no comment. <laughs> anyway, uh, always great to have coach Zambon. Is there anything you need to, uh, to get out before we say goodnight? No, uh, other than, uh, from the summer skeets. How about, no, hold on a minute. I got one more thing. I just forgot about world junior semifinal matchup tomorrow, Paul, who are they and when are they? Uh, well, you have, um, the, the, the Chechians. We'll play the Swedes. That's the early game. I think that'll probably start about four o'clock. And then Eastern. it'll be Yeah, Eastern. Yeah, I don't well, I don't talk in any other terms. Um and then well, I'm gonna 6, be in the Pacific, so yeah, at about six thirty it'll be the US and Canada in the other semifinal. And I and I still say that that's a more intense matchup than a final. And congratulations to the Caden, the Sponge and Barico, who was uh goaltender of the month Whatever. again. Again, for the NCHC, yeah, <laughs> two in a row. <laughs> Kid is something else. Anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, the sponge, Caden, the sponge, and Barracle. No, no. no. All right. right, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, College Hockey West Weekly, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where unlimited your way lets you choose the right plan for each member of your family. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury's and Suites, an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. Buy M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which M Drive formula is for you. And buy College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly, presented by Behind the Mask. 
and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Search, rate, review, subscribe, I-T-H-S-W podcasts, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review help friends find the show. Once again, that's I-T-H-S-W podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mass College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, uh, Rick Zamba, who will be making his way back to his alma mater, the University of North Dakota, to play this weekend. What will the Lions do next is going to be my next question uh, that I put out there because, goodness gracious, uh, what a building of a foundation have they got going in Lindenwood, or at Lindenwood, I should say, at the beautiful Centene Community Ice Center, uh, the home of the St. Louis Blues and Lindenwood Lions. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.